0: Back on this Thursday, it is the sixth of February. So uh, yes, we're about a week into what is the longest, shortest month of the year. What is it with uh, February? I don't know it's only twenty-eight or in this case uh, twenty-nine days this year because it's a leap year. But it seems to go on and on and on. Uh, let's welcome in our health and wellness expert. Here is uh, Laura De You can find her on Instagram at Go With Your Gut, and she joins us now here on Global News Radio six forty Toronto. Laura, good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon, Jeff.
0: All right, uh, I'm always happy to talk to you, but we're going to talk about sad uh, seasonal affective disorder. Just uh, first of all, I mean, I think we've all heard about this from time to time. It's referenced as the winter blues, but uh, what is it? Is it an actual medical condition, Laura?
1: So it's considered a type of depression, actually, um, that impacts millions of people every year. And what it's considered is it kicks in during the hours of daylight when the hours of daylight get shorter and um, goes from probably the winter all the way up to early spring. So it is considered a type of depression.
0: Okay. And is it due to a lack of sunlight or daylight because we're wandering around in the dark most hours uh, this time of year?
1: Exactly. A lack of sunlight. um, A lot of people call it the winter blues, although you know, less severe experience it as the winter blues, whereas SAD is, an a, is a seasonal affective disorder. That's what it stands for. So it's a certain type of depression linked to, I guess, um, you know, lack of sunlight and also lack of vitamin D. So about 10% of uh, people in northern latitudes experience SAD, and about 3% of Canadians are actually diagnosed with SAD.
0: All right. And what are the symptoms of a seasonal affective disorder? Is it just uh, an overall feeling of uh, lethargy being lethargic?
1: Um, You know what? I think overall, symptoms are increased carbohydrate cravings. I mean, I for sure feel that way when it comes to the winter months. I know a lot of people around me, including my nutrition clients, feel that way as well. And in extreme cases, feeling depressed as well as exhausted.
0: Yeah, sorry, just cut out there a bit on it. So uh, this is uh, cravings for carbohydrates, and then you you do feel kind of uh, exhausted and a little downtrodden?
1: Yeah, and also weight gain. So you're going to definitely feel uh, fatigue and then overwhelmed sometimes, um, in extreme cases, depressed.
0: All right. So what can we do to combat a sad or seasonal affective disorder?
1: Great question. So uh, a lot of us, I think we overlook the simple things, um, starting off with taking a few supplements. Now, we don't have to uh, take so many of them, but especially, I think, vitamin D So between 1,000 to 3,000 units or IUs of vitamin D. So vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin. Um, It's naturally found in a few foods, but uh, it's great as a dietary supplement. And the reason that uh, a lot of nutritionists and holistic practitioners suggest that is because... When we get the sunlight hits our skin, it triggers vitamin D synthesis, and it actually makes us feel good. So taking vitamin D uh, will actually lower your blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease, and overall, it's linked to fighting depression.
0: All right. I've also seen uh, some articles about uh, these lights that you can get uh, for your home that kind of replicate uh, sunlight. Uh, What do you know about those?
1: Um, lights that I've seen on the market, I personally haven't used them, but I suggest actually just to brighten up your home, like open up the blinds and the curtains and allow that natural light to come in. Uh, natural light is best because that's going to actually, um, it's going to trigger the release of a hormone in your brain called serotonin. So serotonin is what gives you like a boosting mood and helps you feel calm and focused. So either brighten it up in your home naturally, or you can buy these lights that are on the market now.
0: All right, here with our wellness expert, Laura Sanctus. Also, uh, want to talk this week, Laura, about the importance of a good night's sleep and how to kind of set yourself up for getting a good night's rest each and every night.
1: Um, so, you know, Jeff, and for anyone that's listening to the show, sleep is one of my non-negotiables, and I feel that everyone should have a really good calming sleep routine. But a lot of the time, uh, we're in fight or flight all the way up until bed. We're looking at our screens, we're working on our laptops, we're watching TV, so we don't really shut off to give our minds, like, a mental break and a really good sleep. So I think um, what we need to look at is what are we consuming before bed. I think calming teas, uh, especially tea blends, herbal teas are really great. Um, they encourage a lot of sleep. Sleep and relaxation. So anything with a chamomile or a passion flower or lavender, that really helps. So calming tea, especially in the winter time as well. I mean, you don't want to go to bed at night having something that's very stimulating like a coffee, but a calming tea blend will really help give you a good night's sleep. Um, as well as journaling, I find that's a really easy, um, cost-effective thing to do where you journal at the end of the day your thoughts, you're kind of letting go and releasing, it's not necessarily just the negative energy, but It's just letting go of all the things that you have on your mind that day. And then as well, I think finding like a really good um, pillow, like a supportive pillow and a pillowcase. Uh, with foam and something that contours around your head. Believe it or not, a lot of people just think any will, any pillow will do, but I think that really will help, um, and that's a good calming ritual to help you get a good night's sleep.
0: Yeah, let's talk a bit about this journaling for a second. Can that be a plus and or a minus because uh, I would be concerned if I started journaling all my thoughts at the uh, end of the day that now those are running through my mind as I lay down. I know for some people, it's good to get, kind of get it out, but uh, for yeah. others, could it sort of backfire?
1: For others, it could. It could definitely backfire. I mean, they could get anxious or they could keep thinking about, you know, all these ideas or things that happen throughout the day. So, if that, if you find you're an anxious person, if you journal at night or you have too many thoughts in your head and it keeps you up, you can also try try meditation, that can help A guided meditation, or even aromatherapy, an aromatherapy spray and that will really help if you just um, usually the scent is lavender in particular, it's really calming and relaxing so if you can't do journaling, try spraying um, your pillows and your your sheets with a lavender spray.
0: Yes, I started doing that probably a year and a half, nearly two years ago. Uh, Carolyn makes fun of me on the uh, TV show all the time uh, for it, but I have to tell you, that is the most calming thing, is spraying your pillow with something soothing like lavender it's awesome
1: something soothing like lavender chamomile uh, sweet orange palmarosa oils all those like uh, really herbal um, scents and calming blends will really i think help give you a natural good night's sleep
0: you know another thing that i've seen a lot about and weigh in on this if you could pardon the pun uh weighted blanket What, what do you think about these weighted blankets
1: I, I personally don't like weighted blankets, but um, I know there's some scientific evidence that uh, they do help. They're a great sleep aid. Um, in a nutshell, I guess the weighted blankets are about, about what, five to 30 pounds, and it's supposed to imitate a deep pressure stimulation that's supposed to help relax our nervous system. But I've never tried it, so I can't really say that it's worked well for me. Um, but apparently, it may also help with people that have um, anxiety.
0: Yeah, because apparently it's supposed to, I guess, sort of swaddle you or keep you still and make you feel comforted if you've got uh, a blanket that's got a little heft to it.
1: Yeah, apparently, but I haven't tried it, so um, I don't know. I think the jury's still out on there. Have you tried that
0: one? Uh, I have tried it just uh, here because uh, I sleep at the station all the time. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've had it as part of demonstrations and that, so I've tried it, but I've never done it like for a full eight hours worth of rest. I- I'd be interested to-, to see how it would affect my sleep. And speaking of that, I just want to kind of wrap this up by uh, maybe suggesting that we all just need a bit of a mind shift, if you will, when it comes to sleep too. as you mentioned off the top, it's a non Negotiable for you that we have to prioritize just how important sleep is to uh, our bodies and our well being.
1: Of course, of course. I think, you know, it's a natural thing that our body does. And that's the time where we rest and repair and we rejuvenate and you feel like more alert, you feel great when you've had a good night's sleep. So, yeah, try to, you know, make that a non-negotiable. Don't try to fit that into your day. Like say to yourself, I only have five or six hours. It's like commit to doing things for you. And especially we hear a lot about the talk about self-care and sleeping is an, is an important step of self-care.
0: Yeah, we have to stop wearing it like a badge of honor. Oh, I only need four or five hours a night. Yeah, maybe seven or eight is optimal. Laura, appreciate it as always. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. There goes Laura De our wellness expert again. You can find her on Instagram at Go With Your Gut.